to witness. Be awesome. Shot it back to the beginning. There you go. That, that's not happening. Welcome to a two, a four, four of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomp. Or is it two, four, five? I don't know. It's not necessary that I know as long as you know right now. So um, this is, uh, where am I? Now that I have, uh, I will explain the beard in short order. But let me show you what this, where is it? That this... Like there's like this like super annoying shit now that you can do. Oh, here it is. That you've got a beard. And and I can sit there now. You don't say. For those of you listening on SoundCloud, uh, uh don't have the visuals. I am actually brushing the beard now. Uh, oh, oh, really? Hmm. And I have to tell you, like some ASMR thing, it's very relaxing. Uh, I don't think that I will keep the beard long term, but you got to realize when Anna Paula Martin is flying over from Milan to do an Oxbow video on January 20th and says that she wants you to look like uh, an old sea hand, a ship's captain, a fisherman, a fisher of men, and wants you to wear a watch cap and grow, look grizzled and grow a beard, you look grizzled and you grow a beard. So this is a look for a, 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 a gunnel. Uh, an Oxbow song, uh, the last song on uh, Love's Holiday, the record, 
And for those of you who don't know what a gunnel is, I, I learned heard the term first in 1972 when approaching a canoe. The rail, the rail that if you're sitting on the stern of a canoe, the rail that you would rest your hand on, or any seat in the canoe, the bow, the middle, that 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 the edge is what you call the gunnel, spelled gunwale, G-U-N-W-A-L-E, gunnel. And there's a thing called gunneling, which I became expert at actually which is if you lose your paddle, God forbid you're out in a canoe somewhere, you lose your paddle, you stand up on the gunnel in the rear, in the stern, one foot on each side of the gunnel, and you can uh, uh, actually make some progress by jumping up and down, and you can actually you can get across a lake. You get to where you need to go. So if you lose your paddle, you're not literally <laughs> up shit's creek without a paddle. There are ways to get out of it, specifically gunneling. Now, for those of you oxbow completists, you're one up on everybody else. For those of you who are not Oxbow completists, you now know that you can ruin the record for Oxbow completists by telling them what gunnel is and that you know and you heard it from me. In any case, this is uh, 244, I think show 244. And uh, we have no, no the non-commercial show and uh, let's launch right into it. So um, this past week, a few things have been happening. Uh, and the first week of the year, the big issue the first week of the year is I got some surgery coming up. Um, if, if you've had the misfortune of seeing me walk uh, or hobble, I mentioned it in last week's Substack uh, on, under Achilles tendon. Um, you you know that I you know I've been doing the shockwave thing, the treatment approved by Nazi doctors everywhere, but not paid for by insurance, where they use an ultrasonic hammer to uh, encourage uh, healing. It worked on my right Achilles tendon uh, so much so that I forgot whether it was a right or left that was bothering me. It didn't really work on the left. I've been ignoring it. It's a big tendon. It's a big tendon, my man. And it takes it takes a lot of abuse and it's rare that it fucks up, but when it does, it can really fuck up. So I was offered by a DPM, Director of Podi Podiatry Medicine. I was offered uh, a shockwave treatment. I declined. I was offered more physical therapy, which I did, which seems to have made things worse. I declined. And he said, well, the only other option is surgery. And I have to tell you, that's 10 weeks in a boot, six months of uh, 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 not doing anything, and uh, and six months before you can walk again uh, without the boot, and then a year of doing nothing. And I said, do not ever mention this to me again. That's crazy. You know how much stuff I have in 2023. I got a show in Victoriaville in May with Boonwell at the big festival there, Canada. Uh, I, I have the book release, so I got a book tour uh, later on it toward the like August, and then I have an Oxbow tour. I can't be sitting around. I can't be sitting around hoping for the best, and certainly have no intention of taking off jujitsu for that long. Never, uh, uh, yeah, ne yeah, that, yeah. You can hear the snap. Never mention it to me again. And so then I go to uh, 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 Dr. Steve Ballinger, Whipping Boys old guitar player, orthopedic surgeon of note, and say, look, this is what I got. He goes, send me. Send me what you got. Send me your x-rays. I sent him the x-rays. He goes, you went to a DPM, right? I go, yeah, how'd you know? He goes, those guys are snake oil. Don't bother with a director, a doctor of podiatry medicine. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. He said, go to my friend, uh, Andrew Haskell, top flight guy in the world for sports injury, Achilles injuries. He's right there. And I was like, cool. I make an appointment, go start out right. I guess you know Steve. Because otherwise, you, there's this weird thing that happens. If I'm sure it happens if you're Asian. Um, if you, if you're anything other than a wasp, I'm sure it happens to you. 
<laughs> and if you're a wasp and you have if you got a little weight on you, it happens to you. You can see the person is all prepped up. They're all posted up to like, I'm having a cross-cultural experience. And I said, listen, uh, I guess you're friends with Steve. He's a good friend of mine. He used to be the guitar player in my band. And the guy goes, oh, I, I see the change in his eyes. One, there's some, some professional pride kicks in. Two, if you fuck up, I'm telling Steve. So he knows. So now the guy's dialed in 100%, paying attention. Not the, oh, just some old guy, whatever. He's doing karate. No, 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 You pay attention to what the fuck I'm saying. So the guy listens to me. He goes, you, 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 okay, the DPM gave you one choice or two choices, three choices. I'm going to give you some more choices. So he said, he's right. You could cut the Achilles tendon off the bone, shave the bone down, reattach it, and it's a slow-moving tendon. You give yourself a year before you could do anything again. I go, okay, for you two, never mention that to me again. He goes, well, you could uh, uh, do plasma-rich uh, platelet injections. Don't know if that works. Some people claim. Um, and uh, he goes, or you could do nothing and live in the pain that you've been living in until it ruptures. And then they'll reattach it and uh, and then you'll be out a year. Well, that's not, what's the, the fourth? Oh, the fourth is that uh, uh, we scope it. I shave down this little portion. He shows me on the X-ray, and that you and that you you know you're out two weeks. I go great. Um, you know uh, what's the success rate of that? And which now is a question you have to ask these doctors. What's the success rate? The guy was eighty percent, and I go, huh? I'd pay for that right now. I, I would go for that eighty percent. That's a risk worth taking. Um, so he goes, well, first we have to do the MRI because you know it may just be do the MRI. I had an MRI done on my in my knee. They said, "Oh, you've done an MRI before." I go, "Yeah, I've done an MRI before." They go, oh, "You have a problem with that?" Nah, I don't have a fucking procrastophobia. Nah, I just put me in the tube. I can relax. Well, they didn't tell me that for the ankle because there's so many little bones in it. They have it's like a 37, 47 minute uh, uh, thing, you know, which was not bad. Except if I'd known I was going to be in there that long, I would have like you know put stuff on my back so I could you know it was my back started to hurt catch if you move one inch even the smidgen they gotta start again which is miserable miserable torture so anyway they do this stuff they do that they get it and they say i'll just read you what they said uh it is it is uh well actually i'm not going to read you what they said because none of us can figure out the english that the the the, the doctors they sent me the report and um so i'll just tell you what steve said your achilles tendon is partially torn you have some mild arthritis or arthritis in your ankle and foot. Haglin's deformity is an enlargement of the heel bone. I've got it on both my feet and it leads to blisters if I wear boots that are too tight. I've got a permanent callus on the right side. This is him talking. I'd say that MRI strongly suggests that an arthroscopic debridement will be the appropriate treatment. 50% tearing is a threshold for debridement, damage tissue removal, and repair versus open tendon reattachment. I'd say it's your surgeon's choice and yours, of course, here. Um, he, and I go go some more. And he goes, I've never did that actual procedure when I was in practice, but it's easier to come back from then from that than reattachment. Yeah, uh, uh, yep, there you go. So so I'm gonna go for that. Two weeks gets me eighty percent, and we'll see what see, see what happens. But you know, all that shit talking I did about walking, this is this is a consistent life feature for me. I'm a New Yorker. I served my time in hell on public transportation. Fuck it. I'm a California right now. I'll drive door to door. I'll drive 20 minutes extra. If I can get a parking space close to the door, I won't walk. I fucking hate uh, 
Uh, I fucking hate walking. I just hate walking. Jesus Christ, when I can walk again, I'll be glad to walk anywhere. You don't, getting out of the car and having to walk like an old man, that shit is fucked up. Look, there's a guy who does jujitsu with no legs, you know, but it's not just that. If I'm on the mat, putting my foot down to like bump somebody off who's in the mouth, can't do it. You think I like getting beaten? I don't like getting beat, but I took names. Everybody who's who's trespassed against me now that I've had this injury, taking advantage of an old man who's down on his luck. Yeah, I, I got your names. I got your names. Oh boy, there's there's nothing quite as healing as a positive mental attitude and a desire for revenge. Yeah, so uh, uh, can't do it before the video wherein I'm supposed to play, which is it, it makes sense. I don't want to go in for surgery looking like this because they'll go, look at that guy. He's on the edge of death anyway. Who gives a fuck whether he lives or dies? No, 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 Even though the doctor is trying to impress Steve and doesn't want to kill me, you know, there are other people in the room. Maybe the anesthesiologist is napping. It's like, what has he got left to live for? Fuck that. Do the video on the 20th, shave, and then surgery as soon as I can right after that. That's that's a, And then out for two weeks, back after Valentine's Day, and taking, clicking that, taking names. Uh, we got so many uh, uh, videos for, well, no, there are 19 songs uh, that recorded uh, for the Oxbow for uh, only only nine of them made it on to Love's Holiday. Tenth, if you count the interstitial, which still leaves, which still leaves 10 more. Um, so what we're trying to do is to have a video release as well, um, a video album release as well. And that's just the way it shook out. People like came on the guy who does Mastodon videos, Zev was like, I really want to do a video for you guys. Can, can we? So people were like, when they heard that we were on the video hunt, and the reality of it is, you know, our most listened to song in the history of the entire band, Cold and Well Lit Place, is the only one that we did a real video for. So it's clear nobody listens for shit. It's like they said the Indians invented yoga because Westerners couldn't handle meditation, they had to be doing something, right? They couldn't just sit there and just meditate. They had to be doing something. So they created yoga so that people could focus. This is the same sort of thing. We're creating videos so you listen to the fucking record. Things to see while you're watching. or th- Things to watch while you're listening. So that's, that is that is the deal. Um, so anyway, that's what the doctor said. That's that's how we got to a time. I'm still I'm still training, but not so effectively. I don't mind. I, I feel perfectly comfortable. It's funny how the world opens up to you when you have a black belt. It's like... I don't know, whatever, man. You know, my uh, Shirao broke up my wrist by getting wrist locking me, and this still hurts. My ear, you know, I had had to do all this medicine shit for the ear because something was happening with the ear. I got staph in my ear, and I'm gonna get meningitis. It's just par for the course. It's what goes along with the territory. You know, the doctors tried to say, "Hey, maybe you should switch it." I don't, don't. This is pointless. What you said to me is just Charlie Brown's teacher shit. Right. So so that's the deal with that. We did a care, don't care this week, but the care, don't care for the fight next week, even though curiously with my new attitude, I've got seven cares on the fight coming up next weekend. John Nash, by comparison, had two. Steph, who's usually a pretty big rah-rah, had three. I had seven cares on the fight. Why? Because my attitude, the last section of the show, which debuts tomorrow, my attitude is completely different. And I'll explain why. First off, what we debut tomorrow, Monday, not only does, does Care Don't Care go live around 12, at 1230, there's the new uh, there's a new podcast that I'm doing 
every uh, every other week. So twice a month with uh, Stephanie Parolo, not Stephanie Haynes, Stephanie Parolo, who is a worked at Publicist, all these huge companies and major executive over the course of time. And it's called Bad Boss Brief. <laughs> Apropos of what we're about to spend the rest of the show talking about, about what we spent that last half of of uh, 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 care don't care talking about, and what this show uh, in the in the in in the headline title proposes to be about bad bosses. So it's how to avoid being a bad boss, the bad bosses we've known and loved, bad bosses we've known and hated, and uh, a, a, a forum for you to share your bad boss stories. Uh, and the, the, I wasn't convinced that this was going to be a fun show to do until Stephanie told me about a boss that she had, major company, which she will, will name later, a major company, uh, which when they gave you an acceptance letter, um, they had to, the interviews took place in a very fancy, in a very fancy trailer. I mean, Airstream, right? Like a slit. This company prided itself on being creative and innovative. So the interviews would take place in the Airstream, really nice trailer, but it was an Airstream. And when you accepted, they would call you into the Airstream that you did the interviews in and that you would sign your acceptance letter. And on signing the acceptance letter, jumping out of the closet where he had been hiding would be the CEO in his underwear. She said, you can't do this. And he said, oh, you're just trying to spoil all of our fun now. You you don't have to be a snowflake to know that this is a very dangerous proposition. Can you just think about me for a second? Can you imagine me sitting there and then suddenly I hear this rustle and bustle and some guy like busting out of the closet behind me? Somebody is liable to get fucking shot. Yeah, I can Clark Kent it with the best of them and clean up nice. But hey, when you're in peril, who knows what you're going to do? So she's got great stories like that. Like I said, it's only half an hour, but the idea is this this will give us a fundamentally, it's kind of if the shoes fit, but for the business community, and it'll be our, our offering on LinkedIn, but it should be pretty fun. So we got care, don't care tomorrow. And then uh, uh, I think that goes at noon and at 1230, uh, there'll be the bad boss brief. Uh, it, we're doing a soft launch. So I'm only telling people who listen to this show. So you can subscribe and get, you know, it's go. I put the link at the end of the sub stack. I put the link so we could talk about it. But, you know, listen, let me tell you something very strange about this. I have to say, and I know I've done many a show on sympathy for the bald one, but I have to say that the bald one's PR response to this was pitch perfect. Like if you've watched Care, Don't Care for any, uh, I mean, uh, uh, if the shoes fit for any other time, you get ahead of the story. You admit fault, hands down, identify, you tell people what they saw, confirm that you saw what they saw, confirm that it was a bad look, apologize, uh, give some exculpatory reasons why, um, give some sort of, I mean, you are as candid as candid could be. It doesn't have to make sense. And that was indeed a ramble. We've been married 30 years. It's never happened before. Of course, it's never. You know, you know when else that phrase doesn't work? When you blow your load too soon. Oh, this has never happened to me before. Or when you can't get it up. Oh, this has never happened to me before. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes it. But, you know, it was just something that he said in the sea of things that he said. Words. 
words to be said. What happened is he's looking at you, you're looking at him. And like Hitler said, take a drink. The masses are fundamentally female and willing, therefore, to believe stuff that is at base root unbelievable. Why? Because we don't want to imagine that dad is really a piece of shit. Even though on this show, even though in the presence of sympathy for the Baldwin shows, we know that dad is a piece of shit. Yep. Well, uh, the thing is, uh, um, the thing is, the orders of magnitudes of difference, if you want to compare the Scott Kelly situation, which for people on SoundCloud, somebody in, in the uh, 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 somebody in the chat just did. Um, I have to tell you, you can't, some might think that, uh, uh, Mr. Kelly's, uh, treatment of his situation, though candid, um, was probably un, not unnecessary is not the word, um, self-serving maybe is, is the word, right? Um, it was clearly done without consultation with the rest of the band, probably without consultation with the aggrieved parties, his wife and his child, um, unburdening of his situation in a very public forum seemed to bene benefit him in a very succinct way. It, it made it impossible for him to go back, which I think it burned a bridge in, in that sense. It was probably helpful to his healing and process, but there, there is nothing. There is no kind Video is is the killer app, man. It, circling back to Oxbow making all these videos, videos. It's a it's the killer app. You can't unsee this stuff. You don't have to guess what it looked like. You don't have to. Well, maybe it was a blind. Maybe it was a sucker punch. Maybe it was a blind shot. Maybe they pulled. It's all there. It's all there. this. The, the, look, how many people? How many black males have been had a fuck beaten out of them since Rodney King? A lot. The thing that made Rodney King unusual was that it was videoed and shown on TV again and again and again and again and again. There, there was not even a presumption of guilt. If you had eyes in your head, you understand what you understood what guilt looked like. When Simi Valley returned a verdict of not guilty, it was like when the judges declared Patty Pimlet the winner. It's like you, I just watched something. I just watch a lot of something that it's really clear to me that you're lying to me because you believe I'm stupid or you're stupid, but that's not what happened. Video is hard, is hard to, to militate around. It is hard to equivocate around. I mean, it, it's, it's just impossible. And, and believe me, I've thought about this extensively witness Ox, uh, 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 me and uh, Jamie Stewart doing a, a Sal Minio show at Cafe Otto in London. A woman during the show is, it's quiet, sort of plangent music, electronic music. It's a two-piece. It's done in a sit-down cafe, Cafe Otto. It's a music venue, but it's called a cafe. There's seats, people sitting. Some woman during the course of the show is screaming out stuff more appropriate for a rock show not appropriate for a sit-down cafe show. Things like, show us your cock, your cock, your dick, oh, you fucking dick. The whole show. 
And naturally, when it, you know, like the Eastern European expression, when you hit the table, the scissors make a noise. Naturally, she picks up on some, some guy picks up on this in the audience and they start having a very vocal cross, cross crowd dialogue until I finally say, hey, why don't you guys exchange numbers and you can go out later? Until then, I'll be finishing this fucking show. So the show ends and I'm trying to walk to the merch table and I could see her zigzagging through the crowd trying to find me. And I know I got to get to the merch table before she gets to me. And I do. Because who's standing at the merch table? Mrs. Robinson. I step behind the boundary of the table. The woman is trying to grab at me. Mrs. Robinson said, you're a piece of shit. Tried to ruin the show. Fuck you. The woman is trying to reach me. Grab me. Mrs. Robinson says, take your hands off of him. And uh, the woman says, Eugene is my friend. And I turn around and I hear, boom, 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 boom. And the woman is laying on the floor. Mrs. Robinson dealt with it the best way she knew how. I was mindful the whole time, the entire time during this exchange, I was mindful of it. Because in the presence of cell phones, I can't do what I would do to an audience member who did that, who happened to have penis and testicles. I'm not going to be caught putting a woman in a rear naked choke, no matter what she did live. Yes, the current. I I was not going to be slapping, punching, spitting, deriding, ridiculing, no nothing, no video that will play in, in perpetuity. In fact, an audience fight I got into in Washington, D.C., and this is when I had surgery on my knee from the Kung Lee fight, and I was hobbling on a cane, got into a fight with a guy, took him out with an ultimate head and arm after punching him in the face after he assaulted me, some guy put this up on the inner interwebs and I had to say, yo, bro, you got to take this down. This is this is not helping me. Video is killer. So what I'm saying by saying that repeatedly is that the bald one is the is the bald one had to do this, had to didn't want to probably had to. Would he have had to have done it if there was no video? Maybe. Which makes the Scott Kelly thing an unforced error. He could have massaged it any way he liked. Maybe to his credit, he chose not to. I'm going to give you the worst take it is because it's the worst take there is. Who is it fair to? Maybe not the people affected and maybe not as bad. Maybe to him. Maybe. I don't know. But in the case of the bald one, it was a good business move and it was a good move. The two in his life, I'm sure, are inextricably woven. That's not where the crime was committed. If you've read the Substack, you know what I'm about to say. The crime wasn't committed. Look, the break-in in Watergate was a break-in. That was fine. It was a cover-up where they got everything. Deep throat, follow the money. It was a cover-up. Which is why everybody is still shitting bricks over Ghislaine Maxwell and, and the purported Epstein tapes. People are shitting bricks. People, and by people, I mean people with penises and testicles. 
shitting bricks. Once you get caught, I mean, listen, you can say all kinds of crazy, crazy things. I mean, you know, I told you that lesson that I learned from that guy who told, who made a practice of telling me crazy things. I'm not going to get into specifics because I don't want you to, the guy's done me a good turn recently. He doesn't need this brought up, but he would say crazy shit to me when nobody else was around. I'd say, Hey, you do what dude just said to me. And they were like, no. And I tell him what they said. He goes, he didn't say that. And I go, that's genius. So I started doing that. And the best part is the shit that I said, a hundred percent true, but you only tell one person and they're like, the fuck? What the, what the, what the, what he just, and they'll tell people and they go, you crazy. What would Eugene say something like that? <laughs> just for shits and giggles. So the Baldwin did everything right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, he got drunk. Whatever inflamed his woman so much. So I, my guess, you know, if you wanted to ask my informed guess, if I'm if if I'm in Vegas, I'm in Vegas, where I've been boning my way through the town as long as I've been in the town, and I decide to give the wife a treat and go out for New Year's Eve to a club in Vegas. I think it has to do with some recognition of Ed as a Somebody I boned here. Yeah, I don't know. She might come up to you, say something crazy, and then you got your you got your New Year's Eve ruined because now you got to deal with this stray sausage deal, and you just flip out, flip the fuck out, and you slap your man in the face. This is where you know I don't. I'm not a super huge Jay Z fan, but this is where he was a mensch, where his wife's sister starts beating up in the elevator, takes it. I got kicked once in a relationship. Sitting on the bed, having a, a very passionless from my side discussion about uh, about a, a, a breakup, and the woman that I'm talking to kicks me in the leg, and uh, I, I immediately went through much like the Terminator went through the laundry the, the menu list of possible responses, and just ended. I had a chair behind the door, took the chair from behind the door, opened it out, sat it on the floor, sat in the chair, and got off the bed where I'd been sitting. And said, don't ever do that again. And she said, ah, it didn't hurt that much. And I said, yeah, it didn't hurt that much. But if I hit you, I could kill you. And I don't want to be in a relationship where this is how we communicate with each other. So, I mean, I, we're not breaking up, really. I'm just asking for, a, you know, kind of a breaks, a little space. That's it. I don't, I don't deserve to be assaulted. If that's the kind of relationship that we're going to have, I don't want to do it. Which indeed, the, the current missus said to me, well, what would you do if I hit you? I'd say I, I'd file for divorce immediately. Don't want to spend my time in a relationship like that. I, I, you know, And people think, oh, you're crazy. People do it. Really? When's the last time you hit your best friend? Yeah, never. You know, And, and in the Substack, I talk about the fact that I thought before having kids that I would be the kind of dad that, you know, sometimes you got to spank your kid. Never have I spanked my kids. Ever, ever. To me, that's an admission that you've lost. I'm going to have a power struggle with a five-year-old. You go to your room, or I'll pick you up and carry you to your room, but you're going through your room. There's no losing here. Uh, do you weigh more than Russia? You don't. Go to your room. Well, it, no, no, listen, this is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is where it gets strange. People say, oh, you, you say you never hit a woman. I have hit women who have said to me as part of sex play, Eugene, would you please strike me? That's a completely different thing. We're not talking about that. Any video of that would necessarily get filed under not safe for work. Adult only. It is clearly part of a continued kink or uh, that people are pursuing. 
doesn't fall under, it's not done out of anger. You know, so, uh, so the bald one handles it perfectly. That's fine. That's fine. We could stop the story there. If the story was one that deserved to be stopped from there. Mommy, mommy, Jimmy broke a window. Jimmy, did you break that window? Yeah, I broke the window. Jimmy did everything right up to that point. Jimmy did nothing wrong outside of breaking the window, which he owned up to it because people make mistakes. Got all that stuff. What mom and dad do next, oh, that's where we got teachable moment time. We got a perfect storm. We got a perfect storm of shit. Oh, hold on. I'm being I'm being summoned here. Uh, we got a perfect storm of shit. Perfect storm of shit. Uh, yep, yeah, how you doing? Ah, Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn? I know the people in SoundCloud hate when I do this, but I have to sometimes address it. It comes up in the comments. Somebody's in the show from Brooklyn. You know, so... Uh, um, okay. Uh, it's close enough to Flatbush. So, uh, um, so what happens is we look to mom and dad for some sort of reaction here. In this instance, Ari Emanuel, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, Stephen A. Smith, MMA Weekly. Somebody turned to Derek Brunson and Derek Brunson said, hey, listen, the best comment in the world was Derek Brunson's. He said, you guys start a GoFundMe campaign? to raise money for me to live on for the rest of my life. I'll be firing off the memes like crazy. Until then, I'm going to sit this one out. That I understand. That I understand. Jamal Hill, Sugar Shane O'Malley, who went as far as to say that the wife deserved it. These boot-licking suck-ups have lost me. O'Malley lost me a long time ago. I know one of you who listens said to me very specifically, Eugene, and I've been to Montana, love Montana. I've been to Montana recently, not just back in the 80s. Been to Montana recently, it's a great place. So we don't have a lot in Montana. Give us Sugar Shane O'Malley. Yeah, that's fine. The guy didn't beat Jan, nor did Patty Pimlet. They just, they're, they're ifs. Influencer fighters, they're not to be taken seriously. Jamal Hill is something else. Unforced error. You didn't have to do this. So it starts to form a perfect storm. In totality, Andrew Tate pounding around with uh, Aljamain Sterling, the champion, who didn't need to do this. Justin Gaethje and, and Kamaru Usman hanging out with Caddy Roth. Now, I've thought about taking that Caddy Roth trip, too. Why not? Never been to Chechnya. He pays for it. I mean, it's not going to change what I say. But, you know, man. Yeah, you know what? There's no need for me. I, just, I, I can huddle under my desk with a gun just as easily without people knowing that they actually got coming for me. All these unforced errors. Bolsonaro hanging out at Jose, Jose Aldo's place in Florida. And you start in totality, you start to develop a very different picture. Oh, and if that wasn't enough, you could minimize all of that stuff. And you know, the heartbreaking news for me was the Phil Baroni news. I was a big a Brooklyn guy, ties into the comments, a big Baroni booster. I knew his wife. 
He was right here. Strike force. Used to see him all the time. He's trained the same gym. I think he even met my kids at one point. Unlike Don Fry, who needed to be shot on meeting my kids. Do not leave this guy alone with your kids. Uh, uh, you know, Baroni was actually very nice. It's a total picture. Take into account alleged anal rapist Conor McGregor, Greg, uh, 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 Greg Hardy, uh, Mike Perry, uh, uh, you know, uh, rest his soul. Uh, um, uh, um, who's the kid? Uh, who's the kid who just died? Uh, uh, oh God, I can't remember. It's sad. He just died. The 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 black guy, the the chiseled. Um, Come on, help me out. Vince McMahon, no. Not Bonner. Bonner died, too. That's part of the picture. Drugs, problems. Uh, 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 Johnson, what's his fight? Uh, not, uh, uh, yeah, Johnson. Uh, what the hell is his fight? <laughs> Please help me. I'm dying. I meant the Rumble. Rumble. Anthony Rumble Johnson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anthony Rumble Johnson, you know, uh, who had been uh, DV, I mean, essentially got got rusted out because of uh, DV as well, domestic violence. So, you know, we have what I call the red light district of sports. And I'm not just talking about MMA. I'm talking about boxing. And don't give me that thing about guys who were guys who, uh, look, I've been doing martial arts since I was uh, 10 years old, 10 years old. And somehow, and, and and I got a temper as well. And somehow, I've managed not to murder any loved ones, or hit them, or beat them. Yeah, Rumble, but Rumble had personal problems, the illness. It would have been nice to see his career go on, but he had several uh, domestic violence things against him. And this, I can't, I can't talk or death or no death. I can't talk my way around that. So all of a sudden, we have a menu of items that 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 if they were in any, forget about sport. Forget about sport. If I told you, I say, I say, you, I say, hey, let's hang out this weekend. So what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to go to this club. Oh, right. Well, it was a cool club. Yeah, yeah. We got, you know, a few people that you might know. One guy killed his girlfriend. One guy he got picked up a few times for bopping her in the head. And then, But it's all right. It's an easy hang. You'd be like, ah, I don't know if it is, man. It's nothing about taste. Somebody this past week invited me on Wednesday to go see Louis C.K. Like, why the fuck would I do that? You know, he goes, "Oh, come on, don't you be snowflake me." I goes, "It's not snowflake me. It has nothing to do with." Look, I'm the first to tell you. I'm the first to tell you. Uh, you know, it's not out of the question that I might have said to somebody uh, that that I might have said to somebody, "Hey." Why don't we go back to my room so you can watch me masturbate? The thing is, I wouldn't block the door. I wouldn't trick them into the room. And I wouldn't punish their careers if they said no. All of which Louis C.K. did. You know, what is that thing? A a vulgar display of power. Why did I go cold on Casey Affleck? Married guy, made a pass to the woman who was in marriage. She turned him down. That's fine. And then he punished her fucking career. And then got sued and had to pay for it. Why you do that? It's hard enough to have a career, any kind of career, without bringing that kind of muscle to bear. And I hate that kind of muscle. So you get these enablers, these bootlickers, these suck-ups, these brown noses, enabling the bald one. And the bald one did everything right at this point, given how much he did wrong. 
he's either at this point sitting around going, Jesus Christ, you fucking, I need you to, sh when I need you to talk, you say nothing. When I need you to shut up, you're, you can't stop talking. You're not helping me. Be quiet. I know you think you are, but just be quiet. Because we're not looking at Shane O'Malley. We're not looking at Al Jamister. We're not looking at Jamal Hill. I, I kind of am. But I'm looking at Ari Emanuel. I'm looking at Endeavor. And if you think this doesn't, if you think these are publicly traded companies now, they have people to answer to. Moreover, if you talk about top flight A-list talent, I don't have to be at Endeavor if I'm Tom Cruise. Well, he's not really, you know, Brad Pitt, you know, somebody, what are you to me, A-list? I don't have to be there. I can go to creative artists. I can go to United Talent, United Talent Agency. I don't have to be at Endeavor. In fact, if the best thing Endeavor's got going is PSL, if that's their big 2023 offering, they're hurting anyway. Don't give me say, oh, COVID, oh, movies. Hey, I see lots of new movies being, and we got lot, Hulu, Amazon, uh, 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 Netflix. We got a lot of people, movies in production. A lot of actors being hired. And now we got these lunatics down in uh, in Brasilia to do it, trying to do a January 6th thing. I got news for you. There's so many different for police forces in Brazil, from BOP to to the, the, the state police. Um, this is this could end up like the South South African guy who said, "What was his famous quote? When I close my eyes, I dream of betrayals, which I lifted for an Oxbow T-shirt." White supremacy guy who decided to overthrow the government and got. <laughs> Like I told you about my buddy who got stopped by the cops, got into a fender bender in, uh, in where was he, like Lagos? I don't know where he was. You gone to somewhere, he got into a fender bender, and the other guy was like, give me your insurance. He goes to the guy, give me your insurance. You're at fault there. He goes, no. He goes, okay, I'll tell you what. He, my friend ran a factory there, took a, ra a transistor, shitty transistor radio out of his car, said, when you want your radio, you come to see me at the factory with your insurance, and drove off. By the time he got to the factory, he could be pulled over by military police. And he gets out as an American, tries to explain, well, there was a fender bender and the bit, the bit, the. <laughs> and those African cops whipped the fuck out of him. He was like thinking U.S. American Constitution, and he, he's a black guy. They don't process him as an, they might process him as a black guy, but they're not processing him as an African. And they're certainly not processing him as, a, as an African American. They're processing him as just a, a tourist. Of, uh, you, just a, you might as well be white. <laughs> so, you know, they whipped him like a dog, he said. I go, what were you doing? He goes, I went fetal and I was crying like a child. Please. Ah. Those rattan whips, those things hurt like fuck. Uh, you gave the radio back? Yep. Did you ever get the insurance information? Nope. So, you know, you might do something, you're going to pull some January 6th thing in uh, uh, Brazil, unless you have the, the weight and the force of the government behind you, the, way, the weight and numbers of the people, which I'm pretty sure you don't have, you will get shot and killed. Mark my words, see it next week. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you also know that I said that the one way, the one if the shoes fit way for the, for the Baldwin to get out of it is to go ahead and book in Ganu and Jones. Conceal, obfuscate, smoke screen it. That's the best way. Refocus, redirect. That's it. But Ari Emanuel sitting there hoping this is all going to blow over. It's not going to happen. Endeavor hoping it's going to blow over. Not going to happen. 
you know, the guys at, at ESPN and Sports Illustrated, Stephen A. Smith, trying to stage match reality, that shit's not going to work. You might not have any interest in this at all, but suddenly it's like, oh, you want to sell piss to people? Piss? As lemonade? Now, I might not be interested in lemonade, or but, you know, it just seems violates your sense of fair play. I, I don't think Endeavor's in any position to buy WWE. I don't think that they can handle, I don't think risk risk analysis indicates that that's a smart thing for them to do because Vince McMahon is not gone either. Like I said, if you watched last week's If the Shoes Fit, Misty as fuck goes to these cats who believe that digging in, digging in your heels is a methodology that worked. It hasn't worked for Trump for, Trump for years. It hasn't worked for anybody else who's done it. Do not be surprised. Your best bet, like I said, is to do like the nation state of Italy, agree to everything and do nothing, which is precisely what the Baldwin was trying to pull off before the obvious okie doke put in play by ESPN and Endeavor and Ari Emanuel start to stink up the joint. That's why we're having this conversation now. That's why we're talking about it now. That's why my viewer numbers are up higher than they've been in the last three weeks now. That's why. It's one thing to bully a fighter who like would probably do it for free in a sandwich if you paid him, like they do in, in, in Thailand when the guys fight for a piece of meat. It's another thing to, to bend the tools of the state. Yeah, the state. What do you call the fourth estate? Media. And all these guys. And listen, do not access Ariel. And he comes out of this thing smelling like a rose. He was excommunicated. That's what you do when you're excommunicated. You shame that guy publicly for fucking crying, brought his family into it. You got to know, you got to know, you, 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 uh, what is what, that thing I say in jujitsu? He, you were paying into a bank account that he was going to pay you out of later. Luke Thomas, who I've done a show with, but who refused to have me on his show. I'm not holding that against him. It seems to make sense from his point, from his point of view. But he came out strongly against this as well. I, and I have to say, look, I'm a cynical opportunist. And what I said on the last If the Shoes Fit and what I said in the Substack today is very much the same thing. If you want, if you were Ari Emanuel, you need some advice. Baldwin leaves, fucking says, I'm going to take a leave of absence. I'm going to rehab. I clearly have a problem with alcohol and anger management. I take both these things fall on my, not my sword, but on my knife, rehab from, from my anger issues and my uh, alcohol issues, heal from the knife wound that I've inflicted on myself, come back six months from now, book a, ha, book a couple of fights that Hunter can put into play in the intervening six months, and then people will welcome you, as, they give you a hero's welcome in September when you're uh, open, quote, close quote, cured. That's the fucking move. I say that for selfish reasons. I don't have to think about you for six months. I get I get uh, Johnny Boney, Joni, and Nganu, as well as a couple of other fights that you've been sitting on because you're a piece of shit. And and uh, and then six months you come back as a returning hero. Ah, whatever. Then I still get the memes to live on and, and the jokes every time you open your mouth about slapping people up. 
Oh, I, I, I would stake. There's no amount of money that I wouldn't put on the fact that that's precisely what they're going to do. Uh, announcements galore to, to, to deflect, deflect, defocus, refocus again and again. It doesn't change the fact that what this has revealed to me. That you, listen, let me tell you something. Some guy invites me to a techno party. Dark, they call it dark techno in Berlin. Incel der Jugend was a club at the basement of Incel der Jugend. It's a community center club. It's in an old castle in a, off of a body water in the center of Berlin. We played a show up above. Some guy goes, hey, let's go down and check out the... I'm like, cool, you could hear it. Just dark techno. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, fuck, man. And I start to go down these, these, these castle stairs in Germany to the basement. And it's black. I mean, blackity, black, black, black. You don't see the lights from the monitors. There are no stage lights. There are no floor lights. There are no lights, right? None. Now, the former bouncer in me also notes that there are no exit lights. So I'm keeping track of the staircase I came down because if shit pops off firewise, I'm elbowing people out. I help from the top once I get there. Nothing, no lights at all. Blah, blah, blah. Really loud, fucking punishing, dark techno. And at one point, the guy hits a strobe. He hits a strobe and I see, I'm not dancing, but I'm standing in the middle of a dance floor that's populated with about 18 guys dancing with themselves, not with each other even, with themselves. There are no women in this club. It is not a gay club. There are just no women in Berlin at that time who are interested in black, pitch black, dark techno. So this is that moment where we are now. Some shit like this happens. Bonner dying. Baroni getting picked up. It's a perfect storm of bad MMA news. The slappy slap night of, of, of the bald one. Slappy white. Bad all in total. All of itself. Bad, 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 bad. The strobe light goes on, and I look around at Ari Emanuel, Endeavor, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, Stephen A. Smith, and I see cheese eaters all around. Pieces of shit all around. Did you ever think there was anything that could happen? Did you ever see somebody snatch victory from the jaws of defeat as effectively as a Baldwin has done? How is it possible that he's like, like Diogenes, we have found the last truly honest man in MMA? It, it almost makes it hard to fire him. <laughs> How much longer are you going to wait? The guy's got to go. And you could replace it with a completely anodyne, harmless presence. Like, put a fucking DC in there for six months. Put Hunter Campbell. Listen, I knew what Joe Silva looked like. I know what Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, looks like. Though I might not be able to get his name quite straight. Put those nameless faces, entities, put them in there for six months. We got six months of quiet. Shit can the slap league because it was a terrible idea to begin with. And we'll see you in six months. Yeah, you know, you might have no cares for this card. I had seven. Go back to the beginning of the show. I'll tell you why. Because I'm starting to think, and I said this on Care Don't Care, I'm starting to think that I feel in a very significant way momentum. 
I could be crazy. I could be crazy. And I'm, I'll be the first who's willing to say that. But I could be crazy. I feel like we're on the verge of actually seeing him do exactly what I said. Not because they can force him to do it, but because he's smart enough to realize it's the right fucking move. We're in Trollteria now. Trollteria, what is that? It's a land of the trolls. You you attempt to sweep this under the rug, which you tried not to do by being frank about it, but they have, they being R. Emanuel, ESPN, so you have invited yourself to a steady drumbeat of six months of memes, snark, and, and, and online abuse, which, you know, they say, who's the most active people? It's a small percentage of people, but their readership is wide. Yeah, thank you, man. LL Cool J, yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man, being able to walk. And then even things I never thought I'd be excited about, being able to run stairs again. Oh, boy. All the shit that got me here in the first place. Squats, leg day. Oh, boy. Sorry for those of you who hate to see me consume fluids our food on the show. I'm dying here. It's because I got the heat blasting. So this is, we're, we're at a weird quandary. Quandary, I'd like to imagine that the right thing will be done. I have no faith that the right thing will be done. But it's very strange for me for the spear point of right things. Um, the spear point of right things being very specifically here, led by the bald one. Well, he's got a vested interest. You know, like Michael, Michael Madsen once said, the benefit of... Uh, he, he said, um, when you have sons, he's got like four sons. He goes, I got to worry about four dicks. When you have daughters, you got to worry about every dick in town. I said it specifically because, you know, I mean, the bald one is, uh, uh, I think, better than anybody else that's connected to him right now. He knows the business. And... Um, his aspirations are well beyond the business, the the the, the MMA, the the uh, UFC boxing league. Or I mean, keep in mind that, that he's appended his name to all these shows, Dana White contenders series, da 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 da. da. Or let's go back to a very simple exchange when he appeared at the Republican National Convention, and they said, "Next up, the UFC president, CEO Dana White," and he came out, like, raised his hands in the air like he was expecting. You know, uh, it was a major fanfare. And instead, what he got was, who the fuck is this guy? Did you look at the audience at the RNC? These people are all in their 60s. They don't know who the fuck you are. Your sport is a niche sport. I railed against that character characterization years ago. Railed against it. Didn't like it. Didn't like to hear it. But the reality, now that I, I meet execs from, from Endeavor, and they all tell me in an excited way that, oh, they want, they want to invite me to L.A., take me out, and go to a professional bull riding event. <laughs> this is from the company, the company that, that, that's supposed to be pimping this shit. It is a niche. It is a niche. Well, there's no delta. There's no delta. Why do you think, you know, why do you think instead of breaking off money to pay these cats, that's so they don't die penniless, drug addicted like Stephen Bonner. 
Why is that? Why you think they're pushing the money into the professional slap league, which is a colossally bad idea? Colossally bad idea. Because there's no deltas. There's no growth deltas left in MMA. I'm not kidding you. It's not like tomorrow you're going to get a 17% increase in viewership for MMA. You have certain fights that you're pulling people, like in the old days when boxing was free on ABC TV. Oh, yeah, George Foreman Ali, that's a fight. But there were a lot of other fights that happened that year. Nobody gives a shit about those nor remembers them. Uh, these other fight organizations, you know, have their own problems with the 18-year-old fighter who died. She died. And the cause of death has not been revealed, but let's rule one out. Natural causes. Nobody dies who's 18 and has that be a good story. As well as John Nash, if you follow his new reporting or his Hey Not The Face podcast, the financials behind some of these deals, you know, um, you know, it's when I say it's a red light district of sports, I'm not just talking about the UFC. You do realize that, right? You do remember my con- my conversation with the lawyers from CBS who tried to muscle me over my statements about Bellator. When I said I got it on tape, I got it on tape. You want to go that way? Let's go that way. And the guy says, then, of course, because he's getting paid the good money, he actually marshaled an argument that made that got me in my heart. He goes, these guys are your friends, right? You want to hurt your friends? And he's like, right, I lost track of the goal, you know. I would have counted Mike Kogan as a friend, though. I'm sure he doesn't feel that way now. Same with Scott Coker. But I said, okay, how about this? I never talk about Bellator again. There you go. And I, I and I have not. But I stand by my reporting on the first call. So all these, this when I say red light district of sports, I'm talking about all of them. All of them. All of them. Muay Thai, boxing. I, I, I mean, with the exception of possibly pure grappling, ADCC. Yeah, okay, I know, right? I sound I sound stupid now. USA Wrestling, right? Don't I? I did an interview an hour long with a guy who was dishing on uh, USA Wrestling years ago. Never ran it. Same with a guy who ran uh, USA Judo. The Judo Olympic team had dirt on. Sat with him. I still got I got those on my phone. Never ran it. I need to do more research. And then fundamentally, I realized I'm not that interested in judo. And then I made friends with Ronda Rousey's mom. And I was like, yeah, do I want to hurt my friends? I don't really give a shit about judo. I just decided to not report it. It's a red light district of sports. And pimping ain't easy. So uh, bets are out. You know, We're all gentlemen here. Gentlemen and gentlewomen, we're all here. Because let's say the bets are out. Let's see what happens. See what happens. I say there's going to be a raft of fights that we've wanted to see for a long time that are finally going to get to happen. Refocus, redirect, deflect. And uh, and I, honest to God, believe that uh, that we will not hear, that they will attempt to whistle past the graveyard on this. Ari Emanuel not, will not be pulled out of hiding, nor will Endeavor or ESPN or uh, Sports Illustrated act like they know what's going on. Same with Stephen A. Smith. It's just, you know, it's a niche sport that punches above its weight in terms of cultural consciousness. But as far as they're concerned, there's no victim here except propriety. 
and propriety amongst people who like to watch people getting punched in the face for amusement is low. So fuck off. We're going to just skate right on by this. And that might work. The only thing that would scuttle that is if this drumbeat of these kind of domestic problems continues into 2023. Heaven forbid you get one or two more. And then at this point now, the New York Times is in, the Guardian is in, people are paying attention big time. I'd like to end this having the bald one be a, be, be the bad guy here. But in this instance, you know, yeah, he's the one who did the slapping. He's not the one who did the covering up of the slapping. And, and you know, I mean... Listen, I don't make any claims that that being a, a, a celebrity, I mean, I'm sure their relationship is a very difficult relationship. Nobody looks at Dee Devlin and thinks that she just because she's sitting on a, a custom made Lamborghini yacht that she's got an easy life to lead. Right. Because unless she's a cynical opportunist, she's got some true belief in the fact that this is the man I love. I stuck by this guy. It doesn't feel good to see him dancing on a table in Ibiza with a cardboard cut out of his face on his face when you know he's not sleeping in home at home in bed that night. But this is a reality that goes, this is a gender-based reality. And I and of that, I'm probably who who am I to cast the first stone? However, I don't have a multi-billion dollar organization behind me aiding and abetting it. And that's what makes us irked. Yanked in his muscle. And I hate muscle. So, <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's the thing. That is the fucking thing. That is the thing, a hundred percent. You just can't. You can't. The, 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 yeah. It just to see Russia get weighed time and time again. It's just irksome. It's just irksome. All the hoo-ha about chopping down apple trees and not telling lies and this is the upstanding. It just, just, just shit, shit, shitty shit. Yeah. So anyway, that is the show. Keep in mind, Monday at noon or maybe even before uh, Care Don't Care goes live, it will be tweeted out. It will appear on Bloody Elbow through the usual channels on Monday, tomorrow. Tomorrow at 1230, debut of Bad Boss Brief. If you go to the end of the Substack, there is a, 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 a notation for a YouTube page where you can subscribe to it. As far as I know, it goes out via eCam, but the only way you can receive pre-notifications will be through Bad Boss Brief. And they'll do that after the show goes, so it won't be live. But it's only a 30-minute show. It's an easy watch. The Substack, look what you made me do focuses exclusively on what we've talked about from a different angle, a little bit more personal reminiscences, um, uh, less sex than we've gotten here. It's up. Subscribe if you haven't already to Eugene S. Robinson's Substack. And uh, we're done. The kid is still sleeping, so I can't I can't scream my way out. I did have storm damage at the house. Insurance company, Mr. Carlos Kramer, represents my, my interest at Farmers, has to replace a fence here. It fell over on the van, uh, on the car. So if you were at, awake at 6.20 this morning, you got to see the completely comical thing of me Spider-Manning my way into the vehicle via the back door. And that shit was unplayed. It was almost enough for me not to go to jujitsu, having to play Twister or Limbo to get into the driver's seat. Anyway, 
Try to live until next week, Tuesday, if the shoes fit. I'll see that. Watch the fights. I have seven fights that care on Saturday because I'm trying to be an optimist in 2023. New year, new me. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll see you on Sunday. Let's hope that this week is a little mur- more murder-free than last week. <gasps> Look what you made me do.